We're rolling. Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. Late edition. Yeah, we're, we're an hour later today. Hour later than normal. I'm Doug. I'm Joe. And yes. Here to tell you what to think or how to think today. Yeah. And uh, I need to slide up the input gain here so we're loud enough. Yeah, if you're, if you're not sure what you should think on certain topics, we'll, sh- we'll for sure... Try to be of service. Yeah, offer you some help. I don't want that input... Hold it. Just, I'm glad this is the lowest produced podcast in America. Then I don't feel so bad about adjusting the input gain as soon as I turn on the recorder. <laughs> if we were a highly produced podcast with a producer or even a live radio show, that would be a common occurrence on the show for someone to adjust microphone gain. and mm-hmm. So maybe we're moving up in the world. Maybe. Think about that. That's that's still we're still we're still a little hot. So let me pull it down. Maybe there we go. Mm, 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 there, that's perfect. Okay, mm. so we should start with the cigar we have in our hands, like we always do. This one is an extra special kind cigar today. Kind of a special day, yeah. It is not kind of. It is. It is a special. Um, the cigar is the Camacho Liberty. And it's actually had a couple different um, blends over the years, but we have the 2017 version. And I guess this is a regular thing. I, I'm actually not sure, but I think it's Camacho's 15th anniversary celebration cigar or something like that. Um, I'll go into the, some of the particulars in a second. There's two reasons I bought it. Um, one reason. Because okay, something our listeners may not know. You are the cigar master. Well. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're the curator of our, of our review schedule. A little homage there to Rush Limbaugh, uh, but people should know that you know Doug. Doug's the one that that uh, sort of, sort of uh, makes the schedule for our smokes. So yeah, that's interesting thing to think about. I I do I do kind of select and decide what we're gonna what we're gonna smoke and review, and that that's fun for me. Obviously, that's I'm an organizer. I like doing that. But but I picked this cigar for for a couple reasons. Um, one, I I wanted I wanted to give you a birthday gift. Which your birthday was, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Who knows? Yeah, that's Whatever. Okay. So that's this it, year. It was this year. But it's one of those gifts where it's like, I'm going to have one too because it's, you know, like you said earlier, some things are just better with friends. So um, I got it. But also we went through a collection of Camacho um, over the last, you know, several months. If you go back on some of the older podcasts. And this is one Camacho that we didn't review. We did, I don't know, eight or so. Yeah, quite a few, I think. And our favorite of all the ones we reviewed, and, and this is, I don't want to get it too long, but that's okay, this is a special cigar, so I'll take a little extra time, was the Camacho Ecuador, and it was an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. And this cigar, not identical, but it has the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Same wrapper, so I thought, oh, I gotta try this cigar, I gotta get it for Joe's birthday, and we'll review it on the podcast. So the other particulars, so some of the things that makes it different than the Camacho Ecuador, which we think is outstanding, um, it's actually um, one of the, uh, according to the, the words that they put out about the cigar, it's one of the most unique that Camacho makes. It's actually over 50% uh, of the filler that's inside is high octane, <laughs> their words, uh, Nicaraguan Corojo leaf from Esteli, Nicaragua. Now, um, that's actually the most Nicaraguan leaf that they put in any Camacho cigar. And I forget what Camacho um, typically uses. It's either Ecuadorian or uh, or um, the other 
Spanish place I can't remember. It's either oh, it's either Ecuador or Honduras where they get most of the, most of their tobacco. I forgot which one it is. But this cigar, it's um, because it's a special edition thing. It's just only comes in a standard six by fifty four Toro, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, as I said, Honduran Corojo binder. Then, as I said, fifty percent of the fillers Nicaraguan. But the other half is uh, Peloto Cubano. <laughs> From the Dominican Republic. So that's a particular... I don't know necessarily what all that means, but that's what we got in our hands. Couldn't that... Okay, I'm very tempted to just let you talk, and I'll just mm-hmm. sit back here and enjoy this cigar mm-hmm. some more. <laughs> but the Cubano makes me think uh, that it's like Cuban. Cuban tobacco. I mean, people always used to talk all the time about Cuban cigars, and I think probably we've moved past that. The industry's kind of moved past Cuba, hasn't it? Well, it has, but it's... I'm 80% certain I'm right. It's I'm it's a Cuban seed tobacco grown in the Dominican Republic. Right. And I know for a fact uh, over of all the cigars I've smoked, I know that I tend to really like Dominican uh tobacco in general. And that's a gross generalization cuz you know, wrapper leaves all vary a lot and stuff, but in general I like Dominican tobacco. Um so I'm hoping for this. So, we should talk about taste cuz I just oh, went man. off on a big banter there right at the beginning well, about the cigar. Like I said, like I said, I'm very tempted to just sit back here and shut up and let you talk today because this is amazing. Uh, Oh, it's already sweet, and it's oily, and it's dark, and it's, uh, oh man, just all kinds of goodness. I I was blown away when I first, the first little taste I got. I was like, wow, you gotta be kidding me. So, yeah. Well, I was expecting a little more spice because some of the words, when they tell you what it's supposed to taste like, yeah, some of the words said it was going to be a really spicy. Ugh. I'm not getting spice. I'm actually getting oil and leather. I'm getting the deep in the throat spice. Mm. Oh, maybe. Which, which I think is maybe indicative of a more high octane, quote unquote, cigar. It might be. I'm getting the taste in the back of my throat because the oil is kind of carrying it down in the back of my throat, and I think the spice might be laying back there just a little bit too. I think I'd agree with you on that. It's but, not uh, hot. No, it's not hot. Definitely you just feel not. It, so. And uh, so we'll. Oh, gosh. We'll, we'll get into some stuff, and then we'll did, did give it some time to warm up, huh? Did you want to talk about cost? How much? Cost? Oh yeah, I did. I did. That's important to mention. This Joe reminded me. I did want to talk about cost because cost matters. We should talk more about it actually as we review these because. Yeah, because it does matter. Uh, you know, if you're getting phenomenal taste out of a $4 cigar, I want to know about it, okay? Because <laughs> as a rule... We want to tell you about it if we're getting phenomenal taste out of a $4 cigar. Taste. Yes, exactly. Um, because in general, um, I found out that if you buy 10 4 to $5 cigars, three of them are going to be good. If you buy 10 8 to $10 cigars, nine to 10 of them are going to be good. So I tend to target those cigars, and that's usually what Joe and I buy. This was a nineteen to twenty dollars cigar, and so it better it better be awesome. So far, <laughs> yeah. So far, it's, I would say it's right on there. It's, it's it's a celebration. It actually cost a little more than the Arturo Fuente Anejo that we had, and um, I love the Anejo. But uh, but let's just smoke this, enjoy it for a few minutes, and talk about. What's what's been going can, on? Can I say one more thing about yep, the cigar before we go on? I, okay, I'm a, I like the branding thing, the branding aspect of these cigars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will say this: that uh, the who was Anton? Uh, what's the fancy name of that cigar you just mentioned? Though? Arturo Fuente. Arturo Fuente. Yeah. Uh, it was a really fancy branding, like the wrapper and everything is like mm-hmm. sort of 
sort of what you might see as really fancy if you were in Central America. You know, like if you go to a fancy place, it's kind of like how things would be presented. Um, uh, I prefer the branding on this one a lot better. I think it's it's classy. It comes with a cedar box with the, the, the branding, the labels, all really kind of modern and classy. And it just is an all-around super classy. And not one cigar. box for 20 cigars, but each cigar yeah. comes in a box. Which is super sweet. We even got this pin. Yeah, these fancy pins, which... Yeah. Like if you're at some place and you're wearing that, I don't, you know... And somebody notices it, they're they're going to be a cigar person. They would have to yeah, be like a probably. crazy cigar person. Yeah. Anyway, alrighty. So, well, the box is called a coffin. The, I think it's yeah. I read that. that I don't think I made that up. I think I think they call it a coffin. Coffin, which is weird. <laughs> coffin. <laughs> I'm gonna let it pass. Okay, I gotta okay. let it pass. Okay, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get to coughing later on in the in the show. Yeah. What are we gonna talk about today, Doug? Well, do we want to touch on Kavanaugh? It's sort of old news. Sort of well, not. It's sort of not news, which is funny. Yeah. Because for as much uh, hubbub as Kavanaugh's confirmation caused from the Democrats and those associated with them, it seems that today, his first day on the Supreme Court, we heard absolutely, well, just about nothing. Yeah. I, they, I guess there were still some protesters outside the Supreme Court today saying stuff. You mean he didn't overturn like seventeen he, decisions? Yeah, he tried to overturn Roe versus Wade today, yeah, but, but, but didn't work. No, yeah, he. Just... It was a pretty. Um, it seemed like I just read a kind of a quick synopsis, and it was really stupid because the the headline I read said something like Kavanaugh asks question asks questions his first day on the bench. Well, as it so I'm like, okay, what's that mean? Does he did he not know what he was doing or something? So I I, I read the article. And it was a a synopsis of the day, and it turns out that in the case that they were hearing, which was about, uh, the case was something about extended uh, prison sentences for repeat offenders or something like this. And and, uh, apparently he asked some of the people who were giving testimony some questions. And that was the headline that he asked, that he as one of the judges sitting on the Supreme Court uh, asked questions. That's that's your news today. Wow. Well, I I do think it's interesting that, that uh, some of those on the left, and I won't even just say on the left, but some of the Democrats who are definitely left-ish. I mean, it's like they act like they have a crystal ball, they know what the future's going to be, and they tell everybody, here's what's going to happen now because Kavanaugh... It's always doomsday. Yeah, it's always doomsday. And they'll give you ten, the top ten doomsday things that are going to happen now because Kavanaugh is Supreme Court justice. And they're predicting the future, which they don't know to be true. Yeah. To be fair, the Republicans have done their share of this as well. Well, you're right. We, you know, the fear tactic thing, everybody's yeah. trying to... And, you know, I've, I've been a pretty aligned Republican these these last few years, but generally speaking, I try to be a political atheist. I don't really try to... I try I'm not a, to align... You know, I try not to uh, worship either side, so to speak. Yeah, it's it's way more trendy. I, I It's kind of trendy in the underground circles to call yourself a libertarian. And, and I think calling me a kind of a conservative libertarian is accurate. But I know there's a little, like, I like political atheist better than libertarian. Yeah. It, well, it kind of breaks the tribal yeah. thing of, of, yeah. of it, you know? And it I, does, so. You know, I admit that when one party seems to line up with all of your values and say the right things and make the right enemies, you tend to align yourself with them. And that can be, that can feel a little tribal. I get that. Yeah. But when it comes down to just side with us because we're your party, hey, are you though? Because you've stabbed us in the back plenty yeah. of times. Don't think we're just going to sell out completely because we seem we like you right now, or 
your guy, we, we like your guy. Yeah, and that, that's a good talking point. And I have to admit, it's hard sometimes when uh, the the uh, Republican Party starts saying, okay, midterms are here, we got to get the Republicans in if we have to get things done. Well, I kind of agree with that, yeah. yet there's still a little bit of distrust because... Yeah. What sure. is going to happen? You well, know? see, and for me, it's not about let's get Republicans in office. For me, it's about let's get people in that are going to support the president, who I really like his policies, and mm. I want his agenda yeah. to move forward. So they're, if they're the, the ones that are going to play ball with him, then vote for them. If if it was the other way around, I would, I, I think, I would, I would be the other way around, you know? Well, and I think in the past, when, when I was younger, I think it used to be less of a divide. I might be wrong, uh, but it seemed like... You might actually say, you know, that Democrat in Montana might actually be yeah. better to get done what we want to get done, you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to voting in an establishment Republican that's not yeah. going to do that. Um, I don't know that it's that way anymore. It does seem, it feels more tribal. I don't like that, but, you know, you got to do what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, well, and I think that there's <clears throat> certainly, you, got, you can't ignore the fact that there's still some of those rhinos or whatever you want to call them, some of those uh, old school establishment Republicans in there that I think, you know, this Kavanaugh thing was like the latest thing that everybody was talking about, but, and so everybody kind of aligned accordingly, but there's still plenty of things that, uh, plenty of issues that the president's getting opposition from his own party, it be from those like establishment, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's a, there's a word that I used to use and I can't remember the name of the word, but, uh, sort of, sort of just those like, single party Washington types, you know, that are, doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat, you're in the club. Yeah, your party is Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of those still there, and and since Kavanaugh was so high profile, they had, they kind of like got called out and had to align with him, I think, but um, some of this other stuff that goes by, goes past, water goes under the bridge and we don't even take notice, I think that there's still plenty of them in there that might be Republicans, but have no interest in safeguarding the republic as it is. Well, I or as I was, it should be. Yeah, and I was always a little worried that Trump would if he, it's like if he's going to be republican, he's going to be establishment. Big, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of people were afraid of that. Yeah. And it, he hasn't necessarily been we're not real good on, you know, decreasing the debt, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens, you know. I think he wants to. But I think that... Uh, he's a businessman. Yeah. He's not going to want to have he, a lot of debt. We've got to get the income know? strong before we can attack the debt. I mean, yeah. that's that's basic economics, you know. So, anyway. So Kavanaugh kind of went off today, uh, first day on the court, and just uh, did what he needed to do, and, which is, you know, good on him for that. Didn't seem that there... I heard that there were not any protesters in the gallery today in the court, which is good. Yeah. And probably they were on high alert. To try to weed those out, I don't know how many they didn't let in, but um, I did hear some were trying to get in. But yeah. Well, um, all right. Well, uh, I think that covers the the Kavanaugh. Oh, wait, you, you know, actually, Trump said said something, and I liked it. Um, and I liked it because he kind of twisted things a little bit. But he he apologized, which Trump is just somebody that does not apologize, you know. So which is which. <laughs> So your ears perked I, up? Yeah, so I sort of liked it, but yet I sort of didn't. You sort of like him, and I sort of didn't because he doesn't apologize. I think sometimes learning to apologize when you're wrong is a good idea. But he apologized for the Democrats just absolutely treating Kavanaugh wrongly. And he, he called it out, and, he said, and basically he said, you know, I apologize for him being treated this way. That, sh- that shouldn't have happened. So, hmm. Um, 
And I, I'm like, okay, thumbs up to you. And I, you know, the Democrats went crazy, and I kind of don't care. You know? Do you think that was pointed at Kavanaugh? Because here, here's how I interpret things, okay. the, the, how things have gone the last few weeks. And I could be totally wrong, but this is my personal interpretation. I think there's some meetings. There's some phone calls. Trump calls Kavanaugh and says, listen, I want to nominate you to the Supreme Court. You got the right stuff. And so uh, it was probably pretty simple. Maybe it even came as a surprise to Kavanaugh when the nomination came down. But then you get all this incendiary fireworks, you know, and all this stuff. And any, like we talked about this in previous shows that any average person would have backed down and just gone away and just said, this isn't worth it to destroy my name and my family and my career. I'm just going to go away. I'm going to drop out. I think that there were probably some pretty strong words of encouragement from the directly from the president to Brett Kavanaugh saying, listen, hang in there. You are the man. Yeah. We will stand beside you. We will fight. You, we, we cannot let them to keep winning with these bully tactics. Hang in there. I bet, I bet he did. And so, yeah. and so if that is the case, then I could see the president's apology kind of being tor- pointed toward Brett, like, dude, I am sorry you had to go through this, but, oh, yeah. but we yeah. won. Yeah. And so I could, it makes more sense then, because I don't think he wants to really, I don't think he's really sorry for what the Democrats yeah, 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 did, yeah. Yeah. because they, they shot themselves in the, in the foot, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah, and I... I'll, I'll have to listen to the soundbite again and, and and figure out for sure. But yeah, and I hope he, I hope he, I just can't believe that, you know, somebody that he didn't drop out. That was like, I mean, yeah. way to go. I mean, kudos to him. I mean, you know. Well, and that sends um, a message to the Democrats to say, "I will not quit ever." It that's, does. That's a strong word, you know. And yeah, I mean, and they had to see that they they kind of get that Trump's that way, right? I think, but but and now if Trump that he's can getting, teach <clears throat> Washington Dem- Republicans to be like that, man. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, all right. Well, we're 18 minutes in. How about a cigar update? Okay. Um, gosh, I'm... This is this is great. Where I'm, like, really getting fired up about what we're talking about. <laughs> but this is so smooth and oily and beautiful. Um, it's got enough of the sweetness to keep me inter- interested. It actually reminds me a little bit of the Anejo... The Arturo Fuente Anejo that we had that I really liked. Um, um, I was expecting it to be spicy. The retro hail, a light retro hail, doesn't burn much, and it kind of brings the taste. The taste is almost there's some on the tongue, but it's like there's a lot in the back of my throat, like maybe more than with any other cigar I've smoked. Um, mm-hmm. But the, but it's it's oily earth. There's not none of the bitter ashiness that you sometimes tend to get, and I think it's a less aged. Tobacco would be my guess is what causes that. Um, but this is nice. Like when I breathe the smoke in, it's just, it feels good in my mouth. Yeah. I I would agree with that. I think the cleanliness of it is really what stands out. You've yeah. got all the pleasantries, the sweet, the just beautifully <clears throat> rounded, mild, perfect tasting cigar, but none of the dirt, none of the ash or, you know, the bitter, it's not bitter at all. It's just, yeah. it's so smooth and sweet. Um, I do want to ask your opinion of the draw. Um, it doesn't feel hefty; it feels average, but it draws like like there's a lot packed in there. Yeah, it draws a l- little bit tight, but but with this um, with the bigger gauge cigar, I almost prefer a t- a tighter draw 
I feel like we've ha we've had a few that have been a bigger gauge cigar that have a really really easy draw, and I don't like that. I don't. I feel like I'm with a bigger cigar. I feel like it ought to pull a little tighter. I, I that's my personal preference, but I, I'm not put off by by the by the tightness. I'm getting a little tequila again. Really, I'm gonna I'm gonna Man. have to I'm gonna have to like drink some tequila. It surprised me just then, right yeah. when I was talking. Caught me. Well, when you said that for the first time a week or two ago, I got to thinking, I was wondering, like, have I tasted tequila before in cigar and just never identified it? Because I never had anybody say that. But I think I would get that, like tequila, more than I would ever get whiskey. Except for a, sometimes a smoky scotch. Some of the smokiness from scotch mm -hmm. reminds me of cigars. But just yeah. straight whiskey, that I'm not, I don't usually get that from yeah. a cigar. Yeah, I agree. But, um, yeah, it's, it's great. Oh, this, My, this, is top, <clears throat> this is top two, probably. I would have to say. I mean, this 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 beats the Camacho Ecuador in my world. Mate, and that was probably. probably. Top I'm not sure yet, but probably. I'm. It's. I'm not sure if I like this or the Anejo better, but I would put those two at the top. And I put this over the Anejo, <clears throat> my personally, because okay. I think it's cleaner. It just. Yeah, it smokes it cleaner. Be. Okay. Anyway. All righty. Well, what's up next? I don't. I don't know much about. I guess. I'm asking what's up next, and then I'm telling you. I'm not really giving you a chance to answer. <laughs> I was kind of... I have a little bit to say about Nikki Haley, but I don't know much about the story. Yeah, let's talk about Nikki Haley. I heard that she's resigning. I heard it's yeah. been in the makes for a long time, and... I kept it secret, Yeah, apparently. I, I don't know much about her politics, which I'd be curious if, if you do, but the fact that... I mean, she just basically went to the UN and, and flipped the middle finger to everybody and said, uh -uh, guys, we got the money, and you are disrespecting us. Yeah. Just forget it. No more of this. That was just ballsy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, would she have done that without, did Trump push her to do it? Or was that just her? I, I don't know. Well, based on her words, I think she was working, she was following orders from the administration in her work with the UN. I really believe that because um, in some of the comments that she gave uh, in interviews today after they announced the her retirement or her, her res, res, resignation, she was talking about how she doesn't believe... She doesn't align with the president 100% of the time, but it was a pleasure to work with the administration okay. and things like that. You kind of get the feeling that she was doing what she was told to do, taking the stance that our country is taking because that's what uh, our president's saying. And she did a great job at the UN. I can't, I can't deny that. I think that I, I kind of do think that she's aligning herself for future office, whether she would. Um, Try to line herself up to be president or or what? Uh, who knows? Uh, she says she's not running in twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. uh, Heard so, that part. So that's that doesn't mean she wouldn't run later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's still a rel relatively young lady, and and uh, I don't know. Like, I with all the good stuff that we've heard out of her mouth as she's been our UN ambassador. Is that was was that her title? I believe so. Um, I think that some of her past policies have been really aligned with sort of a. The hawks, the war, the sort of like element in Washington that wants to jump to war, wanted to attack Assad, wanted to uh, just meddle in the Middle East a lot. Mm. She was part of that camp, which I don't like. That I, I think I'm, I'm, I lean non-interventionist. I understand that we got to do some things, but some of the some of the stunts I think we've pulled over in the Middle East, I don't agree with, and I think she's been in that camp that's kind of I see advocated for those types of things. So I, as personally, I'm not super behind her, but. People can change, you know? So the stuff we've seen out of her in the last year or two, I can't complain about that. Well, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. So a hawk is kind of a person that's a little quicker to jump, to intervene. So, so you have a hawk into... versus a dove. 
Okay, that's okay. the uh, that's the analogy. I got it. I, I never knew. I've heard that word politically and never never understood what it meant. Yeah, I'm, I kind of lean not inter, non interventionist too. Um, however, like, and I know that I'm influenced a bit by the people I listen to on podcasts. So listening to a, a Jewish guy sometimes on a podcast, obviously he's gonna, you know, be very. Um, maybe maybe more pro-Jewish than, than mm. I would be had I not listened to him. Right. But it does seem like that um, uh, Islam in general, the majority of Islam is out there to kill Jews. And it's not politically correct to say that, but I just... It, if there are That's people, their stated purpose. I mean, like, I know. They, and if they, they if, say it. If there ass. are Muslims that say, hey, we're peaceful, we're that you're in the minority. Tell the other 95% to quit you know, doing bad stuff. Right, right. Um, Well, I want to say something, too. Like, I'm I'm fully willing to admit that I have partial information when Mm -hmm. I make these things. I mean, I don't know the secret intelligence things that come over. And so, just, we just can just evaluate by what we see. Yeah. So. So, uh. So, Nikki Haley's moving out. Yeah. What will become of her, we do not know. Hope, well, and hope we can get somebody else in there that's got some guts. To oh, I can't imagine that they, that Trump would put somebody else in that wasn't going to... Oprah Winfrey? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Deepak Chopra or something? Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, we, could, we could have fun with that. The top, gosh. top ten people Trump shouldn't hire for him. ambassador. There's more than ten. I don't, yeah. think, <laughs> I don't think we could do it. Cory Booker? Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway... Oh, who's that? This one just isn't even funny. But who's the guy, the preacher guy? That's kind of a. That's a. He's not. A, he's like, supposedly Fer- Farrakhan. That's it. I Farrakhan. couldn't think of his name. Yeah, Farrakhan. That'd be another. That'd be another. Oh bad. gosh. Anyway, not so, somebody that uh, Obama might have might have stuck in there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's saying too much, baby. Um. Know. Anyway. Well, are we any? You know, uh, I didn't. I didn't write down. I, I thought I did. I thought I wrote down an unofficial sponsor for today. Um, I, I don't want to give too too much unofficial sponsorship to, like, I don't want to double up anybody. I was trying to think. We did Atlantic Cigars. We did Famous Smoke Shop. That's right, Neptune Cigar. That's who I was going to do today. I can't remember if I, I might have bought this from Neptune Cigar, the, the Camacho we're smoking. But uh, kudos to Neptune Cigar. Just somebody that I bought cigars from. Um... You know, and when you're shopping online, it's pretty much you're looking for a better price. And so, you know, they had a good price on what I wanted. I bought some, bought some, uh, I don't know, four or five of those Arturo Fuente Anejos to keep in my humidor. And I bought these. The price was good. So I got them. I think I got some kind of free shipping coupon code. But um, so kudos to uh, our unofficial sponsor today, Neptune Cigar. Go check them out. Go check them out. <clears throat> so, oh, it's good stuff. That's good stuff. So, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go, where do you want to go next? No, you talk. I was just gonna. I was I'll looking sit back and suck I was, on this cigar. This spy chips thing is. Oh yeah, that's gold, <laughs> isn't it? Because yeah, that's all. That's all. It's gonna be all. I don't have too much information about it. It's all gonna be like speculation and theory and like. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Well, that's so. kind of what I want. Well, like when I brought it up to you to talk about today, I th- that's kind of where I wanted to go. So in the news this last week, we've got. There was a Business Week article. Business Week, and you know, it was kind of respected business magazine or whatever. They talked about that there had been found a bunch of uh, uh, Chinese spy chips in a lot of U.S. electronics, you know, smart devices like smart TVs or refrigerators or whatever. It seems like a lot 
of this, uh, a lot of these household things are becoming quote unquote smart. You know, they connect to the internet and they, they help you keep track of what you have or what you don't have, or you can talk yeah. to them or tell them what to do. And so we've got this whole idea of the internet of things. You know, it's not just the internet on computers anymore, but all these things are tied. Your toaster's tied in. Your microwave's tied in. Your refrigerator and your, your television and your DVD player and all that stuff. And uh, so anyway, uh, Business Week read an article saying, hey, we found that China is putting spy chips in all these devices. And then there was some rumblings that what didn't really catch on in the media because there's a lot of heavy Chinese uh, influence in the media. And people were saying, no, 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 it's not true. This was a made-up story, fake news, blah, blah, blah. And then this week, today, again, we have more evidence that come out that, uh, that came out that says China is indeed putting these ships in. And so, my, okay, my, my question today is not, are they doing it or are they not doing it? My question is, what are the implications if they are? And is this something that we should be actively uh, addressing or combating in our own homes? or What do you think? I mean, I don't know. Just tossing it out there. Well, I I always kind of sit back and I say the illusion that nobody's watching me or tracking me is silly. It is an illusion. Yeah, it's because they are. Yeah, I mean, sorry, the illusion's not silly. It's silly for me to think that nobody's watching yeah. me. Um, so if I say, you know what, my Bing search wasn't giving me the results I want, so I go back to Google. <laughs> it's like. You know, I'm going back to Google because they offer good searches. Are they tracking me? Okay, well, I'm going there for good searches. Do I care if they're tracking me? Maybe I care, but on some level, I like to say it's free market. If I'm buying your toaster and you're selling it to me and you're putting a chip in it, I'm, you know, I don't like it just off the top of my so, head because you're spying on me. Well, here's the deal. It's not printed anywhere on this toaster that there's a spy chip in there that's... Like, if it said, this this toaster is equipped with microphone and surveillance technology, some third parties who have access to such and such's database will have access to audio and video, electrical inf- uh, profiling, and That's the whatever. wrong thing. What if it was printed on the toaster, this is a secure toaster that does not have yeah. any tracking? Right. Would you pay $10 more probably for it? Probably, I would, yeah. But like, <laughs> that's the question. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, it there is no there is no assumption of privacy anymore, and that's something that we're supposed to have in this country, isn't it? The presumption of of privacy. And that's why we have wiretapping laws, things like that. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, when I'm pushed on that, I do think you know I, I don't want somebody putting a camera. Or I don't want the government spying on me. Um, and I really don't want someone from China spying on me and but I'm such a free market guy I'm like well gosh would I pay ten dollars more for a secure toaster I don't know if I would I probably you know I don't know and it's like can, can is it can you secure it can if you put a VPN or whatever on your internet would that make the chip not work no I don't think so because hmm. it's not it's not necessarily internet as we think of it it's in the internet of things there's 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 research out there that says that um that like these smart meters can create even even these you know there are these electronic energy meters that we have on our houses now that we don't have the old analog ones where the wheel would go around to measure how much electricity you use now we have these digital ones that um there's there's theories and there's research that says that they can literally create a usage profile based on your energy consumption that goes through that meter. Like the the meter can tell the difference between a toaster and a microwave and a TV 
and a mm. alarm clock and a you said whatever. That before in a podcast, so, I forgot that. So yeah. they could create a detailed, very very <clears throat> detailed profile about you, what you do, when you do it, where mm. you go, based on what appliances you're using, how you're using them. You know, a, a television uses different electricity if it's streaming online or if it's playing a DVD. It's it's. Uh, and, like, you talk about free market, and that, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, when you have collusion between companies and governments, there's a conflict there that's not free market anymore. It's, it's, there's a difference. Uh, it, was, it was recently in the news this week that Google is not working with, <clears throat> Google will not work with our government. However, they do work with the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. And so they're helping China develop AI, and they're helping China develop defense AI, but they won't do that for our country. It's just like, wow, what are we in the twilight zone? But, and not to get too conspiratorial, but these are real issues that mm-hmm. will affect us and will affect our children. Uh, something to think about. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know if we can come up with answers tonight. But. I, I don't know if we can either. I, I guess all I can say is it bugs me, and if I t- we talked more, it would probably bug me. But there's not a chip in my cigar. As, as, as best as I can tell. Probably not, but there are in these cell phones that are sitting here, probably. That's, that's right. Somebody's, somebody's listening to what but we're saying. But we want people cigars. to listen to what we're saying today. This is the whole idea of podcasting. That's right. We do. So, Chinese people, you should get the Camacho Liberty 2017 yeah. if you want to go and Buy it through the link in our webpage. Mm, yeah. So, I had a two-inch or better ash that fell in my lap. <laughs> um, and the, it's been super consistent. I might have lost a, a little bit of sweet, but everything else is so wonderful. It, it didn't lose all the sweet, but it was a little more sweet at the beginning. Um, I'm not having anything change. There may be a hint of, might be a hint of coffee coming in. Uh, when I was drawing, I drew harder a couple times and heated it up, and that actually uh, brought out some more some more tastes. And I didn't want to keep pulling that hard on it so I didn't keep it up but um gosh it's it's well balanced it's super smooth there's just there's nothing nothing bad or harsh and it's in the back of the throat yeah a lot I'm not feeling it as much anymore but that's where I noticed it at at the beginning and this this cigar just reminds me of like a classy evening out I feel like this would cap a really nice meal uh or I don't know is there such a thing as a dessert cigar um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh. I suppose. I, w- I would always think if it's a dessert cigar, I would think it's flavored and sweet. Like, sweeter than this. But this this has the this has the baking spice profile. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. Maybe there's a little, you know, maybe c- cookie? Like a... Oatmeal cookie? I've, uh, had that, I've had that before. I was, yeah, maybe oatmeal. I was thinking, like, chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. But same, you know, cookie dough, kind of mm-hmm. that... Um, a little bit of cookie. That's got kind of sweet, not and and I would say not brownie, not not the brownie, not but more, no, not as much chocolate. But the coffee, I'm getting a little. But dipping a dipping a here, I'll, I'll lay myself on the line here. Dipping a chocolate chip cookie in your coffee, quick, and taking a bite of it. That's the flavor I'm yeah, getting. <laughs> I gotcha. I follow you there. Yeah, that's good. And there's definitely earth in that. The spice is pro- this is probably the favorite spice I've ever had in a cigar because it's just there just a light bit of spice there and it's laying in the back of my tongue in the back of my throat a little it's not as strong as it was at the beginning but i like it i i still i i love the cleanliness of this cigar 
It, it's this is gonna sound really funny, but uh, I got a long beard. If a cigar is dirty, it'll hang on me, like mm. hang on my beard in a bad, bad way. Even for a couple days, sometimes this cigar I can already tell in my mouth. It's just clean in my mouth. I, yep. I don't feel like there's any residual, almost no residual taste at all. Which I'm sure there is some because it's a cigar, but yeah. But uh, and I'm I'm gonna do say one last thing before we move on. And I'm gonna, it's a little bit of a guess. I'm trying to learn like. I've smoked enough cigars, I'm trying to say, what does Nicaragua taste? Like I said, I think I like Dominican tobacco. Yeah. I think the thing I like about this, it said that the filler's 50% Nicaraguan. And I, I, like I probably wouldn't like a Nicaraguan puro, a pure, 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 puro, <laughs> where it's all Nicaraguan, because it, it's too, it's too earthy, and it doesn't have enough sweet, and it's, sometimes it can be a little harsh, but... I think the balance of having that Nicaraguan in here with the Dominican and with that Ecuadorian Habano wrapper is just, gosh. Well, if, if Nicaraguan nice. is supposed to be harsh, and this is 50%, I'm not getting any of that harsh. This is as smooth as I've, as I've smoked, I think. Well, and, and harsh might be a little bit of a misnomer because maybe the Nicaraguan I smoked was not aged well enough, and so it wasn't sure. this smooth. But it, sure. it's hard to t- say with the filler. I'm doing the best I can to guess. But, you bet. Uh, so, um... So, so, I wish I could. I wish I could land harder on my opinion of the spy chips thing. You know, I definitely don't like it, but I, I, you know, it's on some level, it's like I, I'm living my life. Got to go to work every day, raise my kids. Here's the thing that <clears throat> I don't have a problem with companies collecting information that's valuable to them, so that they can one make better products, two offer me products that I want more. Yeah. Is if, if but here's the deal. I know where you're going. Go ahead. There's a value created there, and I want to get paid. If I am create, if I am creating value for a company, I want to get paid for it. And I think that I have an inherent right to any information that I produce, or any content that I produce. So, I think, and we touched on this a couple of podcasts ago. Do- I think we ought to. We ought to. If if somebody's going to collect information about us, they're going to like going to digitally follow us around. Collecting information, I want. I feel like there needs to be disclosure. One, and two. If there's value created, we should be compensated for the content that we produce. That's all. Um, okay. And it, two things. Uh, the the fact that they're doing it dishonestly is the thing that bothers me, and it does feel right. wrong. It yeah. does feel. You know, I will draw a line and say I think it's wrong. I'm not sure how to protect it, protect us against it, or how to avoid it. That could be a fun conversation, but. Do you think it's enough for them to the rec- for the recompense to not be money, but for it to be that they're giving you better products, that they're giving you what you want, that they're they're leading you to the products you want to see? Is that enough? Or do I don't. You want- I don't think so. Be, uh, simply because of the influence that these companies have. Hmm. Uh, uh, man, this is, could be a long conversation, so I don't know how long you want to go into it. But um, with just by redirecting search results based on what you know about a person, mm-hmm. uh, Google can influence elections. Google can uh, make a company win over another company based on a profile. They offer a certain product in a certain way to certain people that follow a certain profile. They can mm-hmm. have huge, huge, huge effect on which way the public goes. Not only directing the public, but predicting doing predictive programming, like forcing the public to go in this narrow corral of ideas. And uh, so I think there's, it's a big issue is what I'm trying to say. 
I don't know. I, I don't think that the value that they're supposedly offering me by giving me better search results, I don't trust them to give me quote-unquote better search results because they're giving me what they want me to see. So, Do you think the free market will ever rise up someone who says, this is free search, we're not going to track anything? They're doing it. Are they? DuckDuckGo is a company that uh, I use. I use their products. It's a... Uh, it's tracking free, okay. And I use it, and I and I don't like the search results quite as good. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if some of that's because I've just been conditioned to to use Google because I've used it for so long. And it, oh, this is different than what I'm used to. It must not be as good, kind of thing. <laughs> I've that's happened for me with with using Bing, and I don't even know if Bing tracks or what they do. But I get on Bing, and it's like you're not giving me the gosh. Google is so awesome. Yeah, it's like they just—it's like crack cocaine. Yeah. It's like it, get me to what I want they now. They offer a lot of services, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they and they sell them as free. Yeah, nothing is free. Yeah, they're reading all your emails, they're monitoring all your communication through Google, because the information that is generated by the content makes them money. It's value to them. It it does. Here, here's the here's the thing that that seems to grab me. My wife said, you will like the intuitiveness of the iPhone. And I'm like, I've heard sometimes iPhones, it's like they're probably tracking everything. And But man, when I got so the iPhone. So are the other ones. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved, like it's really intuitive. And it's like, they're selling me comfort. They're selling me this product that kind of thinks for me. I do like it. And so, you know, there's part of me that's like, oh, would I ever get rid of it for, a, for less convenience? Well, and that's like... <clears throat> as we're talking about this, will the market ever take hold? Well, if you search for secure phones, mm-hmm. intuitive, secure cell phone, and Google never gives you the, <laughs> never ever will yeah. put their competitor as the top search result, you know, so can can the free market catch up? Yeah, but it's really hard. It's really hard. You're going so, go back to a door-to-door salesman coming yeah, back. Yeah, and well, and, and <laughs> I will tell you this, I will tell you this, and I know this for a fact, there are communities of people. A lot of them are in military or intelligence or in international business or whatever that only use specially made secure yeah. phones. Interesting. Steve Jobs would not, when he was still alive, would not. He was the inventor of the iPad, inventor of the iPhone. Never let his kids touch one. Really? What's that say? <laughs> that says a lot. We can leave. We can leave the conversation mm-hmm. lay right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Wow. Okay. This is, we're not, this is a cigar, isn't a cigar update yet, but it's really good. 42. Yeah, so we'll go, to, we'll go to, we'll go to there. A little bit more if we got something else. Uh, oh, yeah, th- yeah. Um, so, I like having this cool things. And, and I, you know, I'm the organizer, and next week maybe I should have you throw something into cool things. So maybe you can think about what, we're, what you're going to add next week. But I'm like, just forcing yourself, what's something that you think's cool and you like? And I'm like, I love my recumbent trike. Is that why you ride it so much? Yeah, I haven't ridden it for a long time. <laughs> oh gosh, at least two years. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, and I wanted to throw it out there. It's kind of a weird thing too that I don't suppose a lot of people have a recumbent trike. And I want to say it's. I think it's better than a recumbent bike. Maybe you should tell people what a recumbent is because some won't know. Right. So recumbent basically means you're kind of reclined and laying back. You're you're pedaling out in front of you. And if you get on a bike, it's actually, your body adapts, but it takes you a little while to sit on your butt with your feet in front of you and learn to balance on a bike. Once you learn, your body gets used to it and adapts. But I like the trike because you don't have to balance. 
I also like the Tadpole, which means it has the tire, one tire in the back, two up front. But some of them are made differently than that. And um, I've put, you know, thousands of miles on mine, and it's it's wonderful. And I have to admit that sometimes I'll even tip it up on two tires and ride kind of like... You probably don't know who Joey Chitwood is, but do you? One of the guys that would drive the cars. To drive the car on two wheels <laughs> back when I was like five years old or yeah, ten yeah. years old or something. But, uh, yeah, so recumbent trikes uh, and... You know, if this intrigues you, hop online, do a search, and find, find recumbent trucks. I actually bought a pretty inexpensive one locally at the bike shop and uh, fixed it up nice and have ridden lots and lots there's, of miles on it. You're a Southern Iowa guy, right? Yep. Well, Tom, well, um, yep. there's a there's Southeast. a company there's a company I think out of uh, Sheraton, Iowa, mm-hmm. called Connecticut Yankee Peddlers that specializes in recumbents. Wow. It's kind of a local company, and and I, the th- here's the thing: I'm an avid cyclist. I, I ride a lot. Have ridden a lot for a lot a huge chunk of my life, and I don't like recumbents because to me they strip away some of the things that I love about cycling. But I think that they're awesome because if they get people riding that wouldn't ride normally or can't ride normal mm-hmm. or a standard you know conventional bicycle, then then it's great. It's a it's, it's a great thing. Options, right? It's a free market thing. Provide an option where somebody can do an activity in a way that they like to do it. So yeah, and, and the seat the seat on most of them are, are pretty wonderful too because when you're laying back, that usually gives you a, a wider, softer seat for your butt. And I'm actually am not conditioned to ride a normal bike because I've ridden that one so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, But my mom, she probably can't ride a normal bike. And she sits on this and she's just like, I love this, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sitting in a yeah. recliner kind of. Well, and I, yeah. on Ragbri, I pulled off one day... And laid my head back and actually fell asleep sitting on my recumbent bike. So it's, you know, it's that comfortable. Yeah, that's so. great. I, I think yeah. it's cool. And I, having done rag breast several times myself, it's nice to see people that, I mean, you see people that you know wouldn't probably ride 400 miles on a standard bicycle. Yeah, yeah. But they can do it on a recumbent. That's great. So. so cool. So that a, is a cool thing. Yeah. So, um, do we want to do our next update yet? Are we there? Um, yeah. I think we're there. We should. And then we got a few more things we can... Yeah, we just got a few minutes left here. All right. So, where are you at on this? Oh, I've got about three inches left on the cigar, I think. I think yeah. Maybe you might be a little ahead of me, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, I am a little. I have been drawing faster. I've been I was... soft pedaling a little okay. bit. I was, trying, I was trying to draw a little faster because I was getting more, more, uh, more flavor. And it's always nice to, to try that, see what, see what happens. Sometimes you just burn hot and it's not good, but... Mm-hmm. This is one that I, I do... I think I enjoy the flavor profile a little bit better when I so, just in, sort of casually enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, if I hit it too hard, it kind of gets that ashy taste a little bit, and I don't quite like that as much. Uh, but it, 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 this has been a cigar, really, that stayed pretty consistent from the, from the beginning, which, since it was so good up front, is a great thing. You know, a lot of cigars, they sort of, like, discombobulated at the beginning, and then they kind of settle in and... And create this great profile. This one has been pretty, just great all the way through. Pretty stable, I think. And, and staying here, sweet. And here, here's Doug's rule: if you if you light a cigar and you smoke it for two minutes and you're not sure if you like it, give it ten minutes. Yeah. Um, minimum, and see what happens because it'll warm up. It'll it, it could change right right at the beginning. Give it some time. Yeah. And then after that, you're allowed to <laughs> decide you don't like mm-hmm. it. Um, Mine has shifted just a little 
it see and it, and again, I'm drawing a little different than you. It's mine's yeah. burning faster because I'm drawing harder. Um, mine's got gotten stronger on the coffee, um, and it's actually the 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 coffee flavor is stronger, but it's it's lost a, a little of the baking spice. It's still there in the background, but the coffee's definitely climbed a little bit, and um, still very tasty. Love the oily. It's just so smooth. It's like I could I could smoke this anytime. Except I only have to smoke like once a month because they're because they're a little pricey. But, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and it's kind of nice that it is a, a bigger cigar. It's a longer smoke because it's a pleasant smoke. I mean, if it was less pleasant, you'd want it to be a shorter smoke. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's and, just. And I'm not. This is interesting for me because I always say that I like a Corona size, and this is uh, it's a long. It's kind of a long Toro because it's six inches. That's a lots of pretty long Toro. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not. I'm not disappointed in this at all. It's it's drawn nice. I'm just smoking it and enjoying it. I don't even think, you know, not noticing anything about it I don't like. Yeah, so. yep, I agree. All right. Well, so, well, Hillary, <laughs> she's back. <laughs> no, she's not. She just thinks she's back. <laughs> uh, she's trying to be back. Uh, yeah. Can I read the just read the quote and yeah. start with that, and yeah, then yeah. you can you can yeah. we can run. That's a good starting block. For now the, I want to be real clear that this quote is split. I'll I'll make it clear that I'm not giving the full quote. Here we go. She said, "You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about." Then she said a few other things, and then she said, "If we are fortunate enough to win back the House and the Senate." That's when civility can start again. <laughs> can we quote? I mean, can we like run with that? Can we? Can we live out what she just said? In other words, okay. Well, then I guess we won't be civil with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay then. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump's just gonna be mean to yeah. <laughs> they, she, she basically just justified everything that they've been complaining about for the last yeah. ever. She just justified it. You can't be civil with a group that wants to destroy everything that you believe in. So, I guess if uh, if your uh, ideological opponents want to destroy your concept of life, of morality, of destiny, of origin, everything that uh, forms your worldview, then I guess you shouldn't be civil with them. I really got to quit dropping those ashes in my lap. You're doing it, yeah. I'd rather flick it off than have it fall in my lap. I know, I should have flicked it. It was getting two, it was about two inches again. But, well, yeah, I, civility is a, is a big thing. I remember, it's probably been when we first started our podcast, that we were talking about that there are some things worth fighting for. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of a theme while I allowed myself to like get hot. And it's, I think it's okay, as long as you're relatively nice. It's okay to get excited about things, to be passionate um, because there are some things worth fighting more, but I think it fighting for, but it does seem like there's, it seems American, maybe it's not, but it seems like it's American to say, wait a minute, in this country, we both come to the table, we might, we might talk loud a little, but we're going to be civil so that we can figure, understand each other's view and come to the best result. The, there are rules in place. And as long as we stay within the rules, we can be as, as, uh, animated as we need to or want to be to try to get our point across, right? I mean, is that, isn't that what they're saying we're not supposed to do? I mean, uh, we have rules. As long as we stay within the procedure, as long as we stay within the boundaries of the game, then play as hard as you want. 
But she's saying, if I don't get what I want, damn it, I'm not going to be nice. You sound like my two-year-old. Yeah, for gosh sake. I mean, come on. We, we can yeah. be adult about this. And I don't. And I think it is wrong to not be civil. When I get mad and shout at my wife, nobody else knows about it but me and her. And I think that's, I think that's wrong. I mean, depending on how I shout at her, I could say, yeah. watch out, that thing's falling off the counter. Well, yeah. we believe, though, <laughs> see, we mm-hmm. believe in self-control. Mm-hmm. We believe in self-governance. And that's something that our ideological opponents do not believe in. They believe in the law, in the government. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, force, really, is what they're saying. Power comes out of the barrel of a gun. That's what one of their beloved uh, uh, teachers said, right? Um, um, yeah, I did hear a, um, a classical liberal Democrat saying that that wasn't quite um, a, a fair thing to say, um, Recently, and, and what, so the, I, I, I want to power s- comes out of the barrel of a gun. Thing? No, no, that that like that basically all of the like all of the Democrats would be saying that that they want the rule of law, not the rule of self governance. Sure, and um, well, they, yeah, I, and I'm, when I'm talking it's about that, I'm talking about this particular breed that we have that's making all the noise right now. Yeah, yeah, it's like when you when you make noise. To make noise, to delay the process, not because you have valuable information, because you want to delay it until you're in power so that you can... That's just... That's not right. Yeah. Well, I mean, somebody, many people have thrown this out, and I guess I'm just underlining it, is that they don't have a platform right now. It, it seems, seems that, that the Democrats way, yeah. don't have a platform. And what? what? <clears throat> Kill your babies, take the guns away... Uh, open the borders, and there should be no such thing as citizenship. Uh, is that their platform? <laughs> Sounds that way. And so, if your if if your platform is that weak or that anti-American, well, then I mean, you've you've you have no other option than but to just try to use force, and that's kind of what they're doing is with all these bullying tactics, the signs and the shouting and the and the, I mean. Dude, tracking down senators and and like Republican representatives at restaurants, releasing their home addresses and telephone numbers so that people can harass them, that's 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 out out of bounds. That's that's not being civil. Was it Cruz or his wife? There's been multiples. Yeah, there were several. I I think that might have been the one. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I I heard who was it that was talking about this? Uh, It was that senator from Hawaii, uh, a lady. uh, I can't remember her name, but she was asked about whether that was a fair tactic or not to basically dox people to release their public information and run them out of restaurants and stuff. And she w- she didn't she wouldn't say that it was wrong to do that. She she kept kind of saying, "Well, if if this is ba- I mean I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what she said, but she essentially said, "Well, if that's this is the way it's going to be, then then we're going to keep doing that." Yeah, that's it's which is fine with me because it's only going to. Hurt the Democrats further, I think. Well, well yeah, and that, that's one of the things I think that surprises me. I think I think the Dems were hammering Kavanaugh so hard that I think it I think it's driven a lot of conservatives to say we we can't sit on our butts this next term. Well, I think it's it's driven a lot of Democrats in a lot of um, there's a lot of contested races right now because you know the the Senate and the House are there. We have midterms coming up. There's a lot of seats that are up for grabs, and I think there are a lot of just. Whether they call themselves Republicans or whether they call themselves Democrats, there's a lot of just good, good American citizens out yeah, there right. that have a common sense of decency. They're saying, um, we don't want America to go this way. Yep. 
We want right. the, we want the economy to stay strong. We want borders, and we don't. We think this has gone too far. So we're gonna we're gonna not vote for that Democratic challenger, or we're you know we're gonna vote for a Republican this time because we we don't buy into this communist sort of uh, uh, violent protesting type of ideology. Yeah, that that I I really like what you just said too, and I think that might be a good place to just say, be a good person, go out, vote your values, whatever they are, in this midterms. Um, I know we're getting pretty close to wrap time. Yeah, it's about time to close it up. So I think that's a good time to good good comments, Joe, to to kind of end on and and say like a fifteen twenty second. Gee, I like this cigar. I don't have any any more to add. Mine's gone to coffee, and but it's it's great. We're gonna finish it up, not on, not on record. Yeah, closed door session. To closed finish, doors for to the last cigar. ten minutes or so. Yeah. So, thanks for listening uh, to Doug and Joe talk. Join us uh, this time and every time. We appreciate you listening. Talk to you next time.